Welcome to the Kettle Call Podcast. Today we are starting a new feedlot research. Uh, is it the month of June of 2022? So before we get started, let me go ahead and call Brooke Latek. Hello, Brooke. Hi, Pedro. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Is it a good time for a call? It's always a great time for a cattle call. Great. So, Brooke, we've been we've been talking about again. We've been talking about fat in this uh, feedlot research series. We've done four previous episodes. We're getting towards to the end. We have this one and an extra one next month. So, what is the research paper that we'll be discussing this month? So this month, we're going to talk about a paper titled Relationship Between Body Weight and Level of Fat Supplementation on Fatty Acid Digestion in Feedlot Cattle. Um, this is written by Placencia and others uh, and published in 2003. Okay. And was conducted down here in the, the research center as well, right? Right. And this is a little different than our normal ones. Usually we're doing uh, more of the production side of things, but this one specifically is more on the metabolism of the fat itself. Exactly. We've uh, we've talked a little bit about the metabolism as well, but this one is specifically on the metabolism. And and there's there what, what they were uh, looking, uh, what are the objectives of, of this uh, experiment? So uh, this experiment, they wanted to evaluate uh, directly the interaction of body weight and the level of fat supplementation on post-ruminal fatty acid digestion. Um, so basically just seeing if body weight affected how the animal digests the fat. So they were looking to compare if like a heavier or lighter animal being fed different uh, fat levels, if there was an interaction or there was a body weight effect, right? Exactly, yeah. So how how did the authors conduct that? What was the approach? So they took eight Holstein steers. All eight of them were cannulated in the rumen and the proximal duodenum. Um, so four of those, Holst- those steers were lightweight, so about 385 pounds. And then the other four were heavyweight, uh, so about 814 pounds. Okay, perfect. So... They had four treatments. Uh, Like you said, they supplemented different levels of yellow grease specifically as their fat supplementation. So uh, treatment one had zero supplemental grease, yellow grease. Treatment two had 3% supplemental yellow grease. Treatment three had 6% supplemental yellow grease. And then the final treatment had 9% supplemental yellow grease. Perfect. So they they got a basal diet with uh, 12% hay and almost 80% steam flake corn. And then they were replacing basically the corn with uh, yellow grease. So they were going from zero, three, six, and nine, right? <laughs> and, then, yes. and then the other thing that they, I think they fixed an intake at 2% of body weight of, of the calves, right? Right. And so for this, um, the way they did it, each calf eventually received each treatment. So they would start with one treatment. So let's say they start with treatment one, they move to treatment two, treatment three, and then treatment four. Um, And they do this with a 10-day acclimation period and then a four-day of actual data collection. So they did that four times so that each steer could get each treatment. Perfect. Yeah, that was a a Latin square. So each period, each animal was getting a diet and they were transitioned across. That's that's really nice. So uh, and I think the reason why they came up with this idea is because the previous studies, they were done in different, uh, let's say, heavier cattle. And they want to see also if the younger cattle, 
if there was a an effect of the the size of of the animal. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's okay. So moving on to to the results, uh, what are the authors' uh, conclusions on on these different uh, body weight and also uh, fat supplementation levels? So looking specifically at body weight first, they found that it didn't affect. Um, there was no interaction between body weight and fat level on ruminal or total tract digestion. They did see a trend with the heavier steers. Um, they saw that they had a lower proportion of digested starch in the rumen, but that was, that was just a, tr- it tended to, it wasn't uh, statistically significant. Yeah. So like for the body weight, there were no major differences, uh, but besides this one in the, the starch ruminal digestibility, which they made a comment that they it's been observed before, but there was not a good explanation for that. But besides that, body weight actually didn't affect much the fat digestion, right? Right. So we saw a lot of the differences then when we looked at actual fat supplementation levels. Um, so going from 0% supplementation to 9% supplementation, We saw a decrease in organic matter and um, NDF digestion, but an increase in ruminal nitrogen efficiency. Perfect. And and that decrease in in, uh, organic matter digestibility is is probably being driven by the decrease in fiber, which is most likely due to uh, uh, the kill of fibrolytic bacteria, but as well as they comment about that the fat could be covering that fiber, which would be preventing the bacteria uh, uh, attachment on the, on those uh, fibers, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what they saw with those ones. Yeah. So moving on to the to the main goal of the experiment, which is fat digestion, and we've been talking that as you increase fat supplementation, there is a decrease in in fat digestibility. Were they Uh, observing the same thing in this experiment as well? So for specifically when we're looking at uh, fatty acid digestion here, post-ruminally, they saw a linear decrease in digestion as supplemental fat increased. So there was an 82.6% digestion with 0% supplemental fat, um, but just a 67 7.4% 7.4% digestion with 9% supplemental fat. So they saw that pretty pretty good decrease as they increase supplemental fat. So similar to what we've been observing, right? As you increase fat supplementation, there is a decrease in fat digestibility, which most likely is being attributed for the capacity that the animal has to observe that extra fat. So the animal has mm-hmm. no capacity to observe that. Uh, and and just to clarify, like the the three percent, the six percent, and the nine percent fat supplementation were representing about one point seventeen grams per kilogram of body weight, one point sixty seven, and two point fourteen. We often uh, talk about, and I think probably the next episode we're going to go about more in this gram per kilogram of body weight, but we don't want to go over uh, one and a half kilogram. Uh, of body weight. So the diet that we often feed here uh, when we have fat, when we can buy fat actually, is pretty much close to this uh, 1.2 uh, kilograms of, uh, 1.2 grams per kilogram of body weight, which is closer to the 3% than the, the 6%. Uh, 
But mm-hmm. what else, what else they were they they actually mentioned like what is driven this decrease in digestibility? There was one fat couple a specific type of fatty acid that's is uh, uh, drive driven that. So they look. Yeah, they yeah. look specifically at saturated and unsaturated fatty acids. Um, and they found that post-ruminally, the digestion of unsaturated fatty acids was not affected by supplemental fat. But um, post-ruminal digestion of saturated fatty acids did decline as supplemental fat um, increased. So because also like biohydrogenation, you have more... Uh, uh, saturated fatty acids rich in the small intestine. So those are the ones who is, is uh, affecting the decrease in, in uh, fatty acid digestion. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what they, they observed here. As, as we've talked before, as you increase fat supplementation in the diet, we are going to decrease the, the percent that that fat is going to be mm-hmm. observed. So we will see an impact on the, energy value of that fat, right? So as you increase fat supplementation, there is a decrease in the energy value of that fat. And that's been shown before in this study specifically, it's what we just confirmed that, but there is no effect of the animal body weight, regardless if it's a lighter or heavier. And when we talk about lighter here, if I'm not wrong, is close to 150 kilos and the heavier yep, was- 175. 175 and the heavier was 350 kilos, right? Mm-hmm. And which is not super heavy, but it's, it's the double of the weight. So uh, that's very important. And yeah, uh, I don't have any other comment, Brooke. Do you have anything else? No, I think that about covered it. Okay. So thank you very much. If you want to receive uh, the, the transcript of this episode, Brooke also makes a nice summary and she puts that in a, in a newsletter about this uh, paper specifically. If you want to receive the real uh, research paper, just please send an email to Kettle Call UCD. Just put the number of the episode and uh, feedlot research requests. We can send you the paper. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. is in the description of this episode. And uh, we just want to thank you for keep listening to us. And th- th- remember, it's always a good time for a Kettle Call. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. Whispers are a jingling, a cowboy is singing this lonesome cattle call.